Even when Cleveland gets a foot of snow in the dead of winter, the heat is on in the real estate market. This is the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. Every market has a cycle. The marketplace of real estate is no different. With that in mind, here's what Mike Riley and Mike Ferrante project about the state of the real estate market in 2022. But first, a word from our sponsor. If you've been listening to this podcast, then you understand or should understand the pitfalls of investing in Cleveland real estate. Say you're looking for an investment property to rent, and these are the things that could happen and often do. You overpay for a house and it's in the ghetto. Then you find that it's a money pit with endless surprise repairs. Your hapless property manager, who may be the brother-in-law of the realtor, gets a tenant who after three months stops paying the rent. Then the toilet explodes and you have nobody to repair it because guess what? The property manager is not answering the phone. Yep, that's the ugly side of the Cleveland real estate market. But we have a solution. Buy one of our properties. It's been inspected. It's been vetted. It's in a rock-solid part of town. It comes with a gold star tenant paying top dollar rent. And we manage it. Call us at 216-371-8160 if you're interested. Hi, everybody. It's Mike Riley. Again, with my uh, partner, Mike Ferrante from Century 21. Mike, good morning. Hey, good to be here, Mike. All right. Well, as you heard from our uh, intro, the heat is on. So usually we, uh, we end our podcast with analytics. But this half of our podcast, this little 15, 20-minute special, is going to be, we're going to start jumping right in with analytics last year and predictions for this year. So, Mike do it. Yeah. So I can tell you, let me just give you some anecdotal evidence first. Our phones are ringing off the hook again, Mike. So we had our usual lull around the holidays. And, you know, I'll give you an example. We have one listing that in the last two weeks have got, it's gotten more showings than the rest of the lifetime of the listing. And that was about 30 days prior. So two weeks, more showings, more action on that one than the previous month and it's now under contract i know that a lot of people are saying oh the market's going to crash no way no way there's just not enough inventory the supply and demand is going to keep driving this seller's market now what i can tell you is that the numbers are showing that inventory is rising the builders are building furiously uh, people are putting their homes on the market investors are cashing out uh, and with interest rates inevitably going to rise this year, that should curb the demand a little bit. So my prediction and what other experts are saying is that it's going to be another seller's market, but it's not going to be quite as white hot as 2021. Right. Yeah. I think things are going to be uh, leveling out over the next couple of months. I just uh, read in the New York Times this morning that the Northeast is starting to see a decline in in uh, COVID cases. So as, as what happened in South Africa, there's a fast rise and then there's a sudden decline. And I think what, what's happening, I think a lot of people have gotten the COVID and don't even know about it. And so 
I don't want to get off track here talking COVID, but I think I think we're looking at probably a soft landing later in the year where things are going to start balancing out. Um, things aren't going to be as warped as or as crazy. So if you're selling a house, now would be the time to sell, right? This year is going to be a great year for sellers. Yes. And of course they say, yeah, but if I buy, I'm going to pay top dollar for a house. Well, yeah, but you make it up when you get top dollar, when you sell, that's always the case. Right. And it's reversed because I remember back in 08 with the crash and we were talking about 09 and 2010, people were just saying, Hey, you know what? If I had sold, if I put my house on the market to sell, you know, I would have made $40,000 more last year, but I kept telling them, I said, yeah, but the house you wanted to buy is worth, is worth 40,000 less. Yeah. So it's all relative, right? Yeah. And, and Mike, there's a cost to waiting and the cost of waiting is that variable interest rates. There's no way interest rates are going to stay as low as they are now. So while you're probably locked in on a great rate on your existing home, if you wait a year, rates are going to be up. And what if they're up oh, one, two yeah, percent? Yeah, they are going to go up. No question about it. In fact, the Fed's already telegraphed that. And, you know, I watch uh, the halftime report on CNBC pretty regularly. And, you know, the market's already assuming that there's going to be probably three rate increases in the next six months. So, yeah. And people are saying, well, how do you know that? I'm like, they told us they, they, exactly <laughs> I mean, without, without saying the exact words, they told us it's going to happen. And, you know, we could get down a deep rabbit hole in economics, which, you know, I've got uh, extensive education in, not that uh, I'm an economist by any stretch, but we know that when inflation starts rising, uh, we have to do something about it. And, and the market is telling us rates need to go up. This is the market speaking to us. And, you know, I think it would be a mistake to not have rates go up. Right. And I think inflation's actually going to level off. I was reading a couple of stories just in the last week. You know, there's some, some supply chains that are starting to get unkinked. More and more companies are starting to realize that they can't necessarily be just in time inventory that maybe right. they should start stocking up an inventory. There was a fascinating story about Tesla uh, a week ago and Tesla had their best year ever last year while other automotive companies were suffering because of supply chain problems. Well, guess what? Elon Musk um, decided he was going to buy, create his own battery and chip factory. And when they made their chips, they made the chips so simple that all they had to do was reprogram the chips instead of just constantly buying new chips for new automotive. So there's a lot of creative mojo going on in 2022 that I think is going to level off inflation. You're going to see the second half of the year be more uh, of an equilibrium sellers to buyers. But right now, the front end, it's a seller's market, right? Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of a free market economy. You know, say what you will about uh, free market economy and, you know, capitalists. But the beauty of it is that when posed with a problem, the free market, the entrepreneurs find solutions to those problems and that's how they make their money. And so there's yeah. people out there solving problems for you and me and all the other consumers out there. And they're going to be the successful business people for the year. Exactly. 
exactly. All right. Spoken well, like a true capitalist, right, Mike? I, you know what? I get into arguments with my Trump friends. And OK, I've said this past pod. Look, I'm an Obama Biden Democrat. I am a progressive. I'm not one of these people that wants to defund the police. I'm all about getting the bad policemen out, you know, the people that shoot unarmed people, you know, rogue cops, like rogue priests in the Catholic Church. I want them out. Okay. I want to help the police. I want to fund the police. I want to protect the police. I want to have government help entrepreneurs without necessarily uh, helping the fat cats who always seem to be cashing out after they've tanked a company. Uh, hey, uh, let me finish my rant here so people know where I, I stand politically. You know, the, <laughs> the, the, the Capital Six rioters, a lot of them, you know, more and more people are getting sentenced. They're going to jail. But what about the people that instigated it? Once again, it's like the, the you know, the generals who sent, you know, the, the, the blue, blue collar kids who didn't go to college to Vietnam or the troops that had to be constantly rotated through Iraq, three, four times deployed uh, rotation because we didn't have enough troops. Same thing happened with Afghanistan. These rioters, a lot of these people were just suckered in um, to be pawns. And I think the people that suckered them in should, should go to jail. So look at, and I, I will also add, those of you who are thinking, well, what about the Black Lives Matter? Those looters should have been shot. Rubber bullets. Get the paddy wagons. Throw them in jail. Yeah, I'm an equal opportunity uh, jailer here, okay? And I believe that I'm a big believer in free market, but I'm also a big believer that government has, has a role to play in investing in good roads, infrastructure, 5G networks. In fact, you know, we're looking forward forecasting 2022, 5G is going to be huge. People have no idea how 5G is going to be a game change. It is, it is, I don't know, 10 times the speed at 4G. The speed's unbelievable. And three weeks ago, the government green-lighted um, 5G to start getting deployed in these, uh, in these antennas, signals, whatever they call them. What do they call those? those towers, that the, the 5G towers, they green-lighted it. And the only reason why they're holding up is because there's some issue with uh, air, you know, airlines and the way they use um, homing devices. And they were afraid that 5G was going to you know, impact them. So 5G, 5G, inflation leveling off, interest rates coming up, those are all, those, those are all ingredients in the 2022 soup. So... Chef Mike, back to you on analytics. Yeah, I well, the, I gave you the so macro look. My 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 two cents on politics is that you know I don't uh, talk politics in public forums, uh, but that said, I'm not a fan of the two party system. You know, I feel unrepresented in our current environment. You know, I'm a, a entrepreneur, a business person. I'm a conservative, and yet I don't feel the Republican Party fully represents what I'm about. But neither does the Democratic Party. And I think it was George Washington who said something about, hey, whatever happens, don't let this new country fall into the same trap that the place we just left fell into, the, the two-party system. 
where nothing is, e is efficient. So, you know, that's a bigger conversation. We'll have to do a, a politics podcast and how it affects real estate. But, uh, you know, going back. Yeah, to, let's 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 yeah. stay what the heat is on. Okay, we're, <laughs> we're and you know what? This is catnip for me. So I got to, you know, I know. I, I got to get I got to get back on the wagon. I'm not going to feel like I'm falling off the wagon here. <laughs> right. You know, you well, start saying Trump and I start frothing at the mouth. So, yeah, uh, so well, I didn't anyway. say that word. I didn't say that word. I said yeah. Republican and conservative. But anyway, yeah, well, I, you know what? 40 years ago, I would have been a Republican. That's the irony of it. it family values, pre-enterprise. Yeah. But OK. Come on, you got a you got a big uh, client call eleven. The phones are ringing off the hook at uh, Century Twenty One, right? Yeah, and so Mike, when it comes to the projection, uh, I agree with what you're saying that you know, just like I said earlier, it's it's not going to be as crazy a market. And what what we mean by crazy is you list a house, and in 24 hours you've got 20, 30 offers. And they're uh, 5, 10, 20% over list price. We can already see that kind of stuff dissipating. Uh, I'm not saying there's no multiple offers because uh, the house in Solon, for example, which is Solon's uh, city in Ohio that consistently has the number one rated school district in the state, uh, house listed and within 24 hours, multiple offers sold over list price. It wasn't our listing, so I don't know how many offers, but you know that's that's kind of stuff is still going on, but there are plenty of homes that are now sitting on the market for hold your breath, take a seat because this is going to floor you a week or more, you know, and, and last year that was unheard of. If, if, if it was priced right, you couldn't keep it on the market for more than a couple of days. So, you know, we're going to see that average market time continue to trend upward, uh, getting closer to what we're used to, which is 30 days. Uh, right now, we're still more close to 20 days on market, but that's still fully 33% uh, less market time than what we're used to. So those okay. those numbers will keep trending in that direction. Okay. Now uh, to out of state, out of country listeners uh, to our podcast, uh, I think the important thing also, you mentioned Seoul and you mentioned the schools. This is not a universal heat wave in Cleveland, correct? Or that's, that's are there right. pockets that are like uh, a volcano just exploded. If you have any questions for us or topics you want to discuss or even just want to say hi, you can email us at thecleavelandrealestateinvestor at gmail.com. And then there are other pockets where it's pretty static, right? I, I agree 100%. You're going to have those pockets where uh, you know, it's hot for investors. It's hot for owner occupants who want good schools. And those are going to stay warmer, longer. You've already seen some areas cool down. So you've got uh, some of the suburbs that just aren't as desirable. Garfield Heights. I love Garfield Heights. I'm not ripping on Garfield Heights, but I'm here to tell you that you're, uh, well, we just had one listed at 160,000. Okay, that's what the comps were showing us. 160,000 for this house in Garfield Heights, owner-occupant home, and it sat on the market for two months. So the, mar the market's telling us, hey, this feeding frenzy is dying down. The piranha's bellies are starting to get full. Right, and, and I think what's happening as we get deeper into the analytics is that uh, maybe a year ago, everything was a feeding frenzy. And that was getting, you know, if that had continued, we would have been in a, in a true bubble. 
What we're seeing now, is it correct to say that the white hot areas are still white hot, but the areas that are not white hot, they're cooling down, they're returning back to normal, correct? They're, they're red hot instead of white hot, or even just starting to just be warm, you know, not, okay. not room temperature. I mean, they're definitely still on the warm side, but uh, definitely areas cooling down where we don't have something special about them, the schools, oh. the All right, well, let's look at, let's, let's take this around to some neighborhoods. Let's like my home base, which is the Cleveland Heights, Shaker Heights area. And, you know, the Forest Hill section of East Cleveland. Um, where do you think they are on the meter? Uh, I don't think they qualify as white hot anymore, but they're probably red hot. And the reason okay. I can tell you this is uh, I'll give you one example. Uh, we just sold a duplex in a great part of Cleveland Heights that I wouldn't have given you a hundred thousand for. I mean, this, this thing was in need of everything. Multiple offers sold around 150, I think 40, $50,000 more than I would have paid for it. How about our Fenley house that we're currently developing? Ah, so Fenley, and this is where your market, your local market expert comes into play. Fenley is one of those neighborhoods that owner occupants love. So that neighborhood is undervalued right now. I think that uh, if you could buy something in that neighborhood and get any kind of deal on it, that's something that you'd want to buy and hold. Or if you're uh, looking to sell and want to sell to owner occupants, that's a great neighborhood for that. So these nuances, Mike, this is what you're talking about, how uh, uh, not just different cities, but different neighborhoods could be a different uh, recipe, a different outlook. Right. And I think this is where to just to plug, you know, Mike Ferrante, Century 21, you know, we're getting investors calling throughout the week and they're doing a great job now because they're, they're calling in and now you got to listen to this. You got to listen to that. And then we'll talk to you. But I've been very consistent. Do not buy the house and then come looking for a property manager. That's backwards. That's the cart ahead of the horse. The horse is you got to find your prop. You got to get your team assembled. You got to target the property. You have to have a plan that matches that property. And Fen- the Fenley area, which is uh, for those who want to pull out their maps, put me on pause. That's over by the Noble area. That is an uh, that is a, a good area to invest. You know, for a two three year time frame because that's going to start coming up. Fenley is part of that. Fenley is what I call those undiscovered gems streets where people drive around they're like oh my god this is wonderful you know i didn't any, oh, know anything but it backs up to uh you know the what do they call that the creek is that the euclid, creek, euclid, euclid creek euclid creek reservation yeah i mean it's like when i talk about backs up to the creek i'm talking about what a 300 foot drop to the creek <laughs> i mean there is there is like it's like it's like almost like on an island uh, or a peninsula, you know, that area, there's, there's nothing north of it except the 200, 300 foot drop. So consequently, you don't have any cut through traffic. Um, the neighbors know whoever's driving down the street uh, lives there. So, you know, it's, it's a safe neighborhood. It's neighbors know their neighbors. So owner occupants, yeah, you're right. They love it. So, and I've been driving around that, you know, some of the, the streets, around Fenley, there is a number of vacant houses there. Uh, And now that we have a new mayor 
and a new council person. In fact, our guy, Tony Kuda, who you'll be hearing on our one of our future podcasts, is a council person we supported. He is now head of housing. He is head of the housing committee, and their focus is going to be on these foreclosures. So investors looking to buy in what in some areas is a white hot area. This is where you got to call Mike. Mike Ferrante. Okay, we can act as a consultant. We can steer you into uh, neighborhoods which we we think are going to be happening. But this is where you need a realtor who's thinking like an investor. Is that a good way to define your hat for twenty? I, I couldn't have said it any better. I, I think that uh, you know our job is not just to sell a house; it's to consult. And like you said, you don't buy the house first and then figure out if it's a good fit, if you have a property manager, you know, there's a consultation that happens first that says, what's your goal? What, what are you, what are you looking for? And is what you're looking for really what's best for you? You know, I think that who you're, the people you're working with need to push back. You know, I'm like, yeah. how many people have we talked to that said, well, I want the highest cash flow possible. So I'm going to buy in the 93rd and union area. Well, you know, you can do that, but did you know here are the <laughs> See, challenges Mike, that Mike you would say that you would say because you're you're the good cop I'm the bad cop I'm you know uh you know I'm like Gene Hackman in French Connection you're you're uh <laughs> you're you're who was who was his co-star in French Connection oh uh, Schneider Roy Schneider uh yeah you're you know because I would say hey get lost will you come on we think I am a magician or you're on crack, or I would say something like that. You would be a lot more yeah. diplomatic. I, my, I'm limited in the vocabulary I can use. You, you know, it's kind of like my my uh, my father-in-law, uh, rest his soul. You know, he he was a cardiologist, and his he had patients who'd come in and say, "Doctor, I don't understand why I have to take all these medications and why my heart isn't getting better." And he'd say, "It's because you're fat." You know, he wouldn't he wouldn't <laughs> coddle them, he wouldn't baby them. It's because you're fat. Yeah. Yeah, the truth hurts. And that's why I'm a free market guy. You know, let's put a bow on this. I'm a free market guy because I have my own business. You know what? And, uh, you know, it's kind of refreshing to be able to keep it real. Hey, Mr. Investor calling in. I mean, your guy will, uh, by the way, everybody, Mike Ferrante has got a great team. He really has a good team. Will is, is really good. But I have to keep talking to Will sometimes and tell him, Will, we ain't giving this away for free, all right? They start picking your brain. Well, what about this? What about this? Eh, you put a stop to it, okay? And Mike Ferrante, we're not running uh, you know, investor coming in. Well, I want to drive around Cleveland all day and look at houses. You know what? I don't do guided tours, all right? I mean, you gotta, you've got to – the serious investor, yeah, but look at you got a lot of people calling you because you're good. All right. So you have to ration your time and you got to ration your, uh, what you give away. Right. Yeah. And the other part of that, Mike, is we get the same questions over and over. And so that's one of the reasons you decided to do this podcast, because here's a great way to share information that isn't having the same conversation four times a week. And that's why I've done my videos. You know, you go to our YouTube channel, uh, Mike Ferrante, Cleveland realtor, 
I've created a video for virtually every question that I've been asked more than a couple of times. And so it's a great way to get acquainted, you know, educate yourself. And like you said, Mike, people need to have some basics before they come to you or me and tap our uh, resources, you know, because we're not going to start you from, okay, well, here's what it means yeah. to buy and hold. You know, you got to have some basic knowledge. Exactly. Exactly. And you, you're a professional. So, and I'm a, look, we do this for a living. Um, and we're not dispensing this advice for free. You know, yeah. But on the flip the, side the, of that, the, I mean, Mike, we both should reach around and pat ourselves on the back for how much we do give away free. I mean, you know, think about it uh, between the no, podcast. No, no, no. And no, I'm not giving it away free anymore. I want that bottle of wine. Remember, one <laughs> run, everybody, drizzly.com, $50. Don't, don't go any lower than that. That's what you, that's, that is quote unquote free. Like you're buying me a drink and I'm happy to talk. Cause I, you know, as you could probably tell, I love to talk. So, all right. So we have touched on a lot of different uh, bases here. Um, but heat check, let's wrap this up. Cause you got to make a call. Heat check is super red hot areas. And then there are, well, I'm not even call them red hot areas, but they're, they're warm areas. Uh, so if you're looking to sell, this is a good time to sell. If you're looking to invest, you've got to go into what we call our micro-targeting areas. These are areas that in a couple of years are going to be very hot, right? Absolutely. Think of it like a buffet. And we're going to tell you, hey, the pork fried rice isn't too good today. Why don't you try the low main? Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. Why don't we end on that note? We'll put, we'll we'll have Amari put some Chinese music in for Chinese <laughs> New Year coming in. All right, Mike. Go go go. Sell another house. All right. And thanks for having me, Mike. Folks, we Take got care. part two coming up. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. You can find all our episodes at www.riley-properties.com or you can find us on your favorite streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and more.